So wait, so wait. It's it's Amana tools. I've been saying it wrong all this time. I've been saying no, Amana I, tools. Well, it depends <laughs> on who you talk um, to. So I'm so dumb. No, I, I say I it actually, both ways. <laughs> I I visited I visited them, um, and uh, there were people who said it both ways. So I think Amana Amana, tomato tomato potato potato. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of respect to you guys, I'm going to start saying it Amana. <laughs> there you go, and then and then come to find out we're all wrong. <laughs> I'm Matt with Volton Woodworking, and your host of the Maker Lounge podcast. The voices you just heard are the same guests that we had from last week's episode. I'm joined today in the lounge by Pete, Trey, and Rod. Last week we talked a lot about CNCs and lasers, and I introduced a game we'll play again in this episode called Yes or No. Thanks for hanging out with us in the lounge. I hope you enjoyed the premiere episode last week with these guys. Whether you're listening to us in the car while studying how to say Amana, Amana, or in the shop, our goal is to make you laugh a little bit and share ways we can bring our crafts together to build a better brand. Initially, I was going to break things up into two parts, but since there was so much to take away from the conversation, this will be part two of three. So make sure that you save our podcast to your library so you can be notified when the next episode drops. Uh, But we are picking the conversation up where we left off last time and moving into talking about brands. So Pete, how do you get, um, how do you get clients and stuff for like some of your stuff? A lot of, I notice a lot of the stuff you do is for your shop and things like that. You did a Lego sorter. Um, I was following along on, on that process and, uh, you came up with, with this idea. And, and by the way, uh, those of you who aren't following Pete, which you should be, um, he has, he has a Lego, I would call it a Lego dungeon, um, <laughs> underneath the stairs. You have so much, so much Legos. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a Lego Harry Potter room. Yeah. Uh, yeah. with, with mind you, a little tiny, uh, dog door, uh, in yeah. That's on into that little cave there, uh, but you came up with this Lego sorter, and um, and then you got it to market, and you partnered with uh, April uh, Wilkerson and her company. How did all that? Yeah, happen? it it was kind of a cool situation. Um, I I don't do a lot of like selling stuff. I just make stuff for fun. But one day, like the Lego sorter got a lot of attention. Um, the couple times that I posted it. And then one day April just, uh, texted me through Instagram and just said, Hey, I have a company. And if you, if you ever had anything you wanted to manufacture, like, let us know. And I said, well, how about this Lego sorter idea? So she put me in touch with Jordan and Jacob on her woodshop CNC company. And we just started talking and iterating on the design and they did some iterations and really, really great people. They're awesome to work with. It's a clean product. And Jacob is is like super super smart on the CNC side of things. Like he optimized all the tool paths and and worked all that out. Um, and then we just kind of put it up for sale. And we've sold we sold a bunch. It's I, I the uh, purchasing has definitely dropped off since the the posts aren't trending as much. Um, yeah. But it's been a really cool experience, and and they they really helped me walk through the business side of things and. Um, I think the biggest complaint was that it's too expensive and unfortunately like the Baltic birch plywood and CNC time and labor is yep. 
It's really expensive. Um, hopefully, we can try to get it cheaper. What, what are you paying now for a, for a full sheet? <laughs> so they're getting it all in, in um, Texas. And I think they're near... Um, Matt, you're in Houston, right? Yeah. Do you know where... So I, I can get Chinese birch. Yeah, she's she's about an hour and a half away from me, I think. Um, I can get Chinese C2, C3, C3 birch, uh, which which isn't as clean, I think, as the stuff that they're using. I think that they're using, like, B grade. Um, but the C grade is, is, like, 45, 46 bucks a sheet. B grade is probably in, the like, 60... 60 to 65 maybe dollar range for four by eight four by eight yeah that yeah. seems really cheap yeah it's cheap than half inch no we're using half are you inch using half inch right? yeah 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 out here it's almost okay. like 180 dollars a sheet for a four by eight yeah, wow about, yeah, same here no same way here. Mm. in tennessee yeah yep. yeah i can I pull think up that my, that's uh, probably in the range of what the the woodshed's getting it at I know that the uh, the the quarter inch is probably less expensive, but where I am now, the half inch is more than the three quarters inch for some reason. I have no idea why. Are we talking about birch or Baltic birch? Baltic birch. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, just the regular Home Depot birch plywood. That's like sixty eighty dollars. Sixty seven. Yeah. 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 But the thirteen layer ply. Like, Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at my price list right now. Um, and uh, C2 birch is 47, oh, that's three quarter inch. Three quarter inch is 47 bucks. Uh, B2, which is like, that's a good stuff. Three quarter inch is 75 bucks. So not sponsored by Houston Hardwood, but if you're in the area, Houston Hardwood is, is my <laughs> place. <laughs> uh, well, our and, local and will... hardware, it sells five by five and it it's uh, three quarter. And I want to say it's like, Eighty to ninety dollars for a five by five, not even yeah. a four by eight. So, one hundred fifteen here for a five by five. Really? Sure. Yeah. If you can find it, I like most of the places around here are, are out of it completely because yeah. of the situation. But, um, but yeah, I mean it's it's expensive for sure. Hopefully, we can get the price down. Um, but it's been a cool experience. A- April's been fantastic to work with too. She's been really supportive. Yeah. The, um, Are you guys working with other like um, like big companies or big brands? Like any advice there for working with a big brand, Matt? I know that you're working with uh, a Mana Tool or Tools Today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So um, I actually partnered with them, and and this goes back to what we were talking about initially: is that you know follower count doesn't necessarily matter, right? Um, if you find, I, I think working with brands, the biggest thing is. First and foremost, I think brands want to see that you are interested in buying their product before you're interested in, you know, pimping their product. <laughs> and, um, you know, a lot of, I think, you know, people, they cold call, um, I'm closely connected with a couple different brands, some of that are, they don't sponsor me, but that I just, you know, I talk to them, um, and have good conversations with them. And they, a lot of the times they'll say, yeah, people just reach out and be like, Hey, I can try your product out for free and give you a, you know, review. And you know, they don't have the followers or anything like that. Right. If you're cold calling them and you're, you reach out to them, then they're going to look at how many followers you got. That's when followers count. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they may be willing to like forego a little bit of their uh, relationship in order to get exposure. 
but I would say majority, I'd say nine out, nine out of 10 times, the company wants to see you actively using their product before they'll really try to engage with you. And the, and the biggest thing is, um, you know, at Christmas time, send them a message and say, hey, Merry Christmas to you guys. Thank you for your great products. Uh, you know, little things like that go a long way. And you have to, hmm. it, it's a dating relationship, right? Um, you, this is just my experience. It, it's, there have been companies that I'm like, I would love to work with them at some point, but I've, I need to invest in the product myself first. Um, and, you know, even like I'm partnered with, um, with surf prep, I still buy surf prep product. Right. Um, and so they don't just, you know, give everything away. Um, and you know, a lot of companies are like that. They expect you to have a little bit of relationship, purchase some of their stuff. And every once in a while they'll, they'll give you, give you things. Um, but if I think if, if people are going into, uh, a, potential brand sponsorship, they should first be familiar with the product and build up that relationship base. I don't know. Guys, what do you think? It no, I completely agree with you. Just like this yeah, just like the surf prep stuff. Uh you dive into it, I bought it at the ten percent off, just like anybody else, and started my relationship with them. Uh and it has grown from there. Obviously I'm a surf prep uh guy now and uh love everything they have and you have to just kind of buy into them to to show them your your worth. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Yeah, I think a lot of brands they want genuine genuine users of their products first. Like yeah. when mm -hmm. when we I started talking with Avid CNC and, and Sammy over at Avid CNC, like they were interested in talking with me because I had already bought a machine, like right, and and was already a fan of their product and, and invested in it, so. Yeah. I think a lot of times people will throw around a number and they'll say, you know, well, I have a, you know, I have 10,000 followers or I have a hundred thousand followers and you should, you should, you should want to give me free products so I can, you know, show your, show your product. Um, <laughs> and that's just not going to go. That's well. kind of what I always thought was the motivation for the, for the followers. Cause you know, you get free stuff. Cause I, that's what I usually see. Like people with a lot of followers, will get, you know, sponsorships and whatnot. There's definitely that. I mean, I'll say, you know, there are more companies reaching out now than did when I had a thousand followers. Um, but, you know, there you also have to, <laughs> you, you know, when, when I had a thousand followers, I would take any potential free product and do any free review for, for product. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think probably... <laughs> there's probably 90% of the people who would agree with me and the other 10% are lying, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, um, so, you know, but once you get to a point where you're, you have other companies, like I, I don't need another, uh, contour gauge, right? Like how many con versions of the same <laughs> contour gauge are out there? <laughs> and, uh, yep. It's a black and orange <laughs> contour gauge. I have three of them and they all have three different names on them. Um, I don't need one more of that those. That is the perfect example. That's the that perfect is. example. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, at, at one point, I almost made it a game. Like, I thought, maybe I can just say yes to all of them. Um, and and then just have a collection of contour gauges. And then I thought, well, this would be a perfect, like, YouTube video. Which one performs better? And then, surprisingly, the, the end result is they all perform the same. Because they're the exact same thing. <laughs> um, 
but no, kind of going back to the to the brands, um, you know, tools today. I I was a purchaser of their products, and um, and then I I ordered the Stepcraft through them, and um, I would use a variety of different bits. Um, you know, some were red, and some were blue, and some were you know silver, and all, all that kind of thing. Um, and I think that they you know, in talking with them through, throughout, you know, purchasing bits or whatever, asking questions, um, you know, I started to build a relationship with them. And, um, you know, at one point it was, uh, Hey, what bit would you recommend for this? And they said, I would recommend this. And, you know, and then they sent me the bit and that was because we had built up that relationship. Um, you know, and I think, uh, there's, there's other companies, um, that I'm affiliated with that are, you know, do the same. Now there are other companies like with Moss Epoxy, right? I just did uh, the workbenches uh, for the shop and I had talked with them at WorkbenchCon, So there was a little bit of a foundation there, but in that particular scenario, I pitched an idea. So there's also that, uh, that avenue as well. So I pitched the idea. And I think if you have something that's a, that's a cool idea that you can collaborate with them, then they're going to be open to, to making that work. Now, um, they, they helped me out with the first part of it, but then I said, Hey, I need some tabletop epoxy. I'm going to buy that. Like I just told them, uh, that, Hey, I want to, I want to top coat this. I'm going to buy it. And by then I had, you know, a, a discount code in place so I could purchase it at a discount. So, you know, not everything is, is free and they're not just throwing things, you know, Pete, you, you have a lot of, uh, followers. So I'm sure you have companies <laughs> reaching out all the time. Trying to get you stuff. No. What about Le- what about Lego? Has you, have you have they reached <laughs> no. out? <at> all? No. <laughs> I wish. No. Actually, surprisingly, I don't have any companies. Like there, there's a little the little companies like the shoe brands and uh, some smaller tools. And then there's companies I really want to work with, like High Country Tools, because they make awesome bits. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I don't. I don't get a lot of response. I think if. I think if you wanted that and you went after that and had ideas and, and went to brands and said, I love your brand. Um, but no, <laughs> I'm not sure why that's Maybe surprising I'm to me jerk online or something. <laughs> I mean, tools today, put my, put my image in like you showed me Matt the email and like, I, I, I buy stuff from tools today. Yeah. I buy stuff from them all the time. Um, but I had yeah. no idea they were going to use my likeness in one of their advertisements. They're just like, hey, this this person uses this bit. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> You're an influencer. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Mas Epoxy right, put yeah. out uh, a uh, email on Friday. They, they let me know that they were going to do it. Um, they're like, hey, just FYI, we're going to use you in, in an email coming up on Friday. And I was like, oh, cool. And they put out the email and um, it was like, you know, products are something that influencers are using. And, uh, it had a bearded woodworker. <laughs> it, was, uh, even... <laughs> it was bearded work. No, no, no. They put my name and stuff like that, which it yeah. was really oh, cool. Okay. I saw that. Cool, yeah. yeah. It was a cool email. And, and yeah. those guys are really, they're fun. They're fun to work with. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's really interesting to, to see, my name in a in an email you know like when tools today one came out i was like huh so i want to switch i want to switch this up a little bit uh yeah is there any anybody that uses a brand or is sponsored by a brand that's afraid to use another tool 
of a different brand of the Ooh, same good ones. You guys are talking about tools yeah. today. Are you afraid to use another, let's say, I'm going to throw it out there, like Bits and Bits or another big uh, CNC tool brand? Um, yeah, so for me, um, out of respect for tools today, I uh, don't um, show if I use any other bits. There are times when I have other um, bits in my drawer that I haven't got from tools today yet. Um, and I just don't show that in my content. Um, and that's, that's just for me, a, like a respect thing. Now, if, if I told them that I had a project coming up that I needed to use a certain bit on, um, I'm sure that they would, you know, help me out, um, you know, to get that, the right bit. Um, so for me with that particular instance, yeah, I, I would not. And in fact, I had, uh, when I was starting to do shaker doors, I bought a set of, uh, bits from Rockler and, um, I was making shaker doors, uh, with my Rockler bits. And, um, and then I was talking with tools today and they're like, Hey, do you, you know, would you be interested in a mana shaker set? And I was like, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think for me, I like the Amana tool line. You know, I think they put a put a good um, bit out there. And, and Tools Today carries various versions um, of of those types of sets. But um, so I got the Amana set, and I, for me, it performed you know equal or or better um, than the other one. But yeah. Well, let's clear the air just a little bit. Tools Today isn't a sole provider of Amana Tools. Amana Tools Correct. is a different company that Tools Today carries. So there is Correct. other companies that do carry them. Right. But Tools Today has done an amazing job of implanting themselves into the community. Right. Uh, nothing against Tools Today, and I'm not talking bad about that or the other side of things. I was just clearing that for people that may not know. Yeah. So wait. So wait. It's it's Amana Tools. I've been saying it wrong all this time. I've been saying no, Amana I, Tools. Well, it depends on who you talk to. So I'm so dumb. No, I, I say I it actually, both ways. I I visited I visited them, um, and uh, there were people who said it both ways. So I think Amana Amana, tomato tomato potato. Okay. potato. Yeah. <laughs> well, out of respect to you guys, I'm going to start saying it Amana. <laughs> there you go. And then and then come to find out we're all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> So Matt, you're you're saying that uh, that you won't show or use other bits because you're sponsored by Amana, and but you're doing by that tools today. They not didn't Amana. actually ask. Yeah. Oh, tools today. Sorry, but they didn't actually ask you to do that, right? You just did that because you're you're a good business person. That's right. Yep. So okay. and and like um, Rock Rooster, right? They we we've all probably got, seen the shoe uh, things. Uh, Rock Rooster is a is a boot or shoe company. Um, they reached out to me. They were one of the first people for shoes, uh, that reached out to me. I tried their boots. I loved them. Um, the, you know, it was a free pair of boots. Brunt sent me a pair of boots. I liked them. I was not in love with them as much as the rock rooster boots. Um, and then, um, indestructible shoes sent me out a pair of shoes to destroy <laughs> and then they would replace them. And so I destroyed them on the 4th of July. I put firecrackers in them and uh, <laughs> destroyed them. And uh, then they sent me out a replacement. I asked for a different kind because I was not thrilled by the, by the, the fit of those. Um, 
And so for like for my content, because I'm not a huge fan of the indestructible shoes. Now there are people who love them. I was on another podcast and the guy's like, are you serious? I love these shoes. Um, but I'm not a fan of their shoes. So I'm not going to show that in my content because I don't want people to, you know, there's a certain point where if people see you using something and they're going to assume that that's your preferred brand. And for me, if I were to use a different type of bit, um, that may be not my, be my preferred brand, but it's all I had in the drawer. Um, then they might associate me and say, Oh, that's the preferred brand. When actually my preferred brand is Amana Amana. <laughs> that's going to be the new name. So let's Amana, go back Amana. to the whole other thing is the indestructible shoes. I got some about two, two years ago, the indestructible, indestructible shoes. They were so bad. I didn't even post one thing about them and I offered to ship them back. Yeah, there was another guy who who tried them on and and said, "There, I'm not even gonna honor these things by destroying them. They're so uncomfortable. I'm sending them back." Yeah, I was done. I was done instantly. I, I don't know who you're talking about, but I was in the same exact boat. They were that bad. They were like a, a freaking rock. Like, understandable if they're not indestructible because they are a rock and like uncomfortable to wear. Which one did you get? It's been about two years. I don't remember now. I could actually go in the other room and, and pull out the <laughs> brand new box and show you. <laughs> but I don't, I don't Cause, remember. Cause I just did a post that was something similar. I don't, and I, who knows where they come from anyway, because I think they're all manufactured in the same place. But I found a, a pair in, uh, on Amazon that was kind of similar, but that uh, actually works pretty well. I don't even yeah, remember the name. I'm looking at these now. Yeah, these were not yeah. good. I can go in there and get them, but they were that bad. Because I went through okay. two pairs of uh, indestructible shoes too. Okay. They just yeah. yeah they, there was, uh, and I'm I'm not here to bash a company. You know, yeah. I, I realize that they're trying to make a, a you know name for themselves or whatever. Uh, but I I had agreed to that uh, opportunity with them to destroy the shoes, and then I read the reviews. So they were already sent to me, and then I read the reviews, and people were like a year. I mean, a, a month after wearing them. <laughs> the shoes were falling apart and they wouldn't honor it because they said that it's normal wear and tear. And I'm like, at what point is indestructible not me, like not stand for indestructible. indestructible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm with you. I'm not here to just to tear yeah. business down or anybody trying to do something, but they were, I don't, in the same instance that you're saying, I don't want people to see me wearing something and be hate them that bad that I'm only posting a picture just for the sake of posting a picture. Like it wasn't yeah. worth my uh, my post or my even my thought process on that. Yeah. Hey Trey, you you came up with the the question about uh, like switching or showing other brands if you're sponsored by a brand. It. What about you? It, if you were to answer that question, what would you say? Okay, so I'm. I'm in sort of that issue, not issue. I'm in that sort of that mind frame right now. Um, Brunt has been really good to me. I have a pair of the Brunt like tennis shoe style work boots because I do a lot of walking, but I still needed this still toe or composite toe. I absolutely love them and I don't wear anything else. So I don't want it to come across that way. But I also have a pair of high test shoes that I had received a long time ago and I won't show those even if I am wearing them in the garage because Brunt has been good to me now, if that makes sense. Um, that's a whole nother shoe issue, but that's it's a, still in the same line of a 
brand that I don't want to show. And do you feel that that's like just to same along the same lines is is just to basically re because you're an influencer. Let's let's just say you know you're an influencer and you you think yeah. that people will will think that you're you know affiliated or support the other brand more. I don't think that they would support a different brand more. It's just sort of in the eyes of the company that has been good to me. And, and both were good. I'm not I'm not taking it down. I'm just, in personal preference, the brand is better and has been better. And that's just kind of how I feel about it. I don't want to be wearing the high test and hosting here currently while still supporting brunt in the future. Yeah, very nice. So... It, any obligation that I had to high test is over. And I'm not saying I still have obligation to Brunt, but I like Brunt more. So that's why I'm actually showing them more. So if there is a future obligation or not obligation, a future chance of working with them again, then I would more prefer to work with Brunt than high test. If that cool. makes sense. Yeah. It feels like brands want that as well. They want you to be the brand ambassador. So they want you to really like the product and, and, and push for it. So I think it's, I think it's cool that you're, you're, you're sticking with the brand that you really enjoy. What about you, Rod? Do you, do you have any brands that you really like, or are you working with any brands right now? Uh, I don't have any, like, um, you know, any kind of sponsorships or like that, but I have some choices. Like w one of the biggest brands or one of the brands that we use a lot of is Walrus Oil. So, um, as far as their finishes and things like that, and we'll often post, you know, how we finish our, our, our stuff with, with that. Um, and then the tools, of course, uh, Stepcraft is a big one, uh, cause they've been very good to me as far as support and, 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 and things like that. So I, I think it's like what you were saying, you know, it, the honesty, as far as the use of a product goes a, a, a long way. And I think. Uh, brands are aware of that you know they want you to honestly uh, uh you know evangelize the product rather than just you know uh doing it because you you know you're you're expecting something you know and if you use it more just as out of out of um or just out of uh you know because it works great then i think that shows a lot better like a lot of the like uh i've been trying to get the attention of laguna you know, because that's kind of our one of one of our go to tools is the bandsaw, mm -hmm. and um, you know, you just as long as you're using it on a daily basis, I think that you know, hopefully they start noticing, and that's that's what I'm going for. You mm -hmm. know, you just you just use it as part of your you know your daily workflow. So, sort of on the same aspect that I was talking about, do you see yourself posting a ton more about the Stepcraft rather than the Shapeoko? Uh, only because when we're in production. That's what we use mostly. So there's some certain products that require the the features of the stepcraft, but at the same time, what's cool is that the stepcraft will stand toe to toe as far as the actual quality. It's just that you have to be involved more to change the tools. So I mean, you're gonna and and that's kind of the interesting thing is because when we when I first started, you know, with some some, some products we make, the Shapoko was great and you know it still performs it'll it'll create the same product it's just that the stepcraft is much more efficient so it, it, i think that gets the message across to people who are getting into it that you know you don't need to start off in that you know in the in the high-end machine yet you just have to know how to use your machine and and, and use it uh you know use it properly that's, that's one thing i learned yeah
It's like we talked about, we don't have a auto changer, but we still make do, uh, Pete and I both, and, and Matt, without the auto changer on our machines. But obviously, anything that would save time and effort uh, is, is always worth it. Yeah, one of the reasons why I went with StepCraft was to get that auto tool changer, which I have yet to get. <laughs> but I, I was just on the phone with them today. Um, they were FaceTiming me about, and that's another good thing is that you know if, if you if you've got questions or whatever that uh, you know the guys over there they'll FaceTime you. It's they've got a good operation, um, so he was FaceTiming with me and and helped me out with with the issue that I was having. Um, and then I was like, man, I think my next thing is I need to get uh, the tool changer. Okay, we're going to play the game again, yes or no. And so the rules are you can say yes or no or hard pass uh, on this round. And uh, everybody give their answer, and then we can talk about it after after we give our answers. All right? So we'll go in this order. We'll go Pete, Rod, Trey. Skip sanding grits to get the job done. Uh, yes, unfortunately. Yes. 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 <laughs> now, I guess how far is the, like, I mean, are we talking we're going from like 80 to 320? Or are we going? <laughs> oh, that's, that's too much. Like, what, what's, what's the tolerance? You don't want to you don't want to give up your information, Pete? <laughs> what's your tolerance? Yeah. One grit, two grits? Oh, gosh. Like two or three grits sometimes. But... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can get. You could have said hard pass. I'm just saying. You could have used your hard yeah. pass on that one. I mean, I I do a lot of with plywood, so it's it's like 80 grit to knock down the the most of the stuff, and then I'm right off to the 220. <laughs> Not the most efficient use of right. sandpaper. Right. Like just got to get this job done. I have done. to agree with exactly that, especially like the Pac-Man builds. That's it's sort of the way I go. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm good for a good like two grit skip. But yeah, if I'm going like if I'm going eighty to two twenty, uh, I'm probably gonna you can't do that with nice nice wood. Yeah. Yeah. It, it would it definitely It'll it depends show. on yeah. the project, right? I mean yeah. if it's getting painted, yeah. eh, it's a little more forgiving, right? Uh I don't think I did this one before. Harbor Freight? Yes. Yes. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that order. Har- Harbor Freight, yeah, yes, sure. all the way around? Yeah, it's yes for me. Yeah. I mean, it, yes. it's a great... Absolutely. I, I used to have, um, before I had a nice sprayer, I had a... I would just go and buy the... They're like $20 uh, mm-hmm. spray guns. And uh, <laughs> going back to one of our other questions, after the job was done, I just throw this, the whole thing away. I wouldn't even think about it. I, would, I, I just build it into the price, and I'm like, yeah, 20 bucks for a sprayer. Yeah. I mean, it hooks up to the compressor. Or use it for spare parts. Yeah, spare I wouldn't even parts. do that. I was like, I was done. <laughs> just throw the stupid thing away. Because you know it wasn't going to last for a good, you know, more than a couple times That's anyway. It was funny. from Harbor Freight. But, I mean, they have some good stuff. Heck, I raced I raced uh, four years go karts off of a Harbor Freight engine and did really good. So there's that too. <laughs> yeah. Now different if for you're chisels, experimenting, right? That I is think. the. Yeah, you. Yeah. But if you're doing experiments and stuff, that's the best place to go. Yeah, they have some new clamps now that are. Uh, 
Oh, really? What the kind? The 731 uh, Woodworks or Woodcraft. Uh, I can't remember his name exactly. He just did that side-by-side yeah. -side video. Yeah, and, comparison, uh, this, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, those parallel clamps are, are, at least in his video, were pretty nice looking. Nice. Um, What's the next one, Matt? Okay. So, uh, speaking of Harbor Freight, I might have, may or may not have done with, with Harbor Freight. Used a good chisel to clean wet glue. Yes. Pete? Not, yes. A, not a really good chisel, but a medium good chisel. Yeah. Okay, define good chisel. Uh, well, let me yeah, answer. Yes, good, my answer is yeah. yes. But you, you go ahead and define your $200 chisel. <laughs> no. <laughs> no not, no. <laughs> is there a tolerance? Like opening to a paint can. Opening oh. a paint can with a good chisel. Oh, no, no, no. Ooh, I'm putting that That's in. That's a no-no. No. I'm putting that in there for the next for the next group. <laughs> Opening a paint can with a chisel. That's great. Oh, that hurts that's, me a little bit. That's a solid no. <laughs> that's a solid no for me. Uh, can't say that I haven't done it before, but just saying. But not with a good chisel. You're right. Yeah, with a Harbor Freight one, maybe one that I've used. <laughs> That yeah, I previously cleaned up wet glue with. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I've if I've used it to clean wet glue, then it's it might open a paint can. <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's see. Uh, hand tools are better than power tools, Pete. No, I think that I think that's a very situational. Yeah, I would say no. In general, no. Hey, the the rules are yes or no. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm bending the rules. You're bending the rules. Oh, rule breakers. Yeah, it really does depend on the on the situation. That was just that was I was trying to see who was in the hand tool game. I'm not in the hand tool game. You're just uh, trying it, to start drama. You know, that's what a I good mean, podcast. All of us have CNCs does. and and most of us have lasers, so I have hand tools. <laughs> right, yes. Hey, mine are hanging up on the wall <laughs> where they belong. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh so uh, how often do you, on that subject, how often do you guys handsaw? Rarely, if ever. Rarely. I'll do dowel or something like a flush, yep. flush trim, um, but it really, it's very rare. Exactly. You know, it's... Uh, I, uh, for cleanup, like in, in getting into, like, uh, you know, squaring up joints and stuff pretty often, but I, I don't do it as a like a main focus. Um, okay. Next question. Ready? Used a dust collector until dust was shooting back out and full. <laughs> yes. You yes. can use hard pass. Don't forget. Yes. You can say hard pass. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. I think we've all done that. It's yeah. I'm using, I'm using the, the planer and I'm like, why is this stupid thing not working? It's just blowing dust all over <laughs> me. And I go and I look at my, my dust collector and it's just jam packed. Uh, okay, last one. Opening a paint can with a chisel. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yes. Went to install and didn't measure twice before making it. Went to install and yes. didn't measure twice before making it. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yes. You know, Bao just, uh, he reposted. You guys all know Bao? Design craft oh, yeah. workshop. Yes. He's awesome. He um he just reposted one of his installs for his house uh, where he 
you know, built cabinets or whatever. And then like, he's like stacking them up and Bao does fantastic content, by the way. Like he's what I aspire to be uh, from a content creation perspective. And so he's just kind of like setting it up, you know, it's just like slow shots and stuff. And you're just kind of really into it. And then he brings the last box in and it's like twice the size that it's supposed to be. (laughs) He's just like, (laughs) oh, he had me. But I'm like, yep, I've actually done that more than once. And I, so I said that on the I'm post. I said, you... man, I, I was like, yeah, I've, I've done that before. You know, it's, it's frustrating. He goes, yeah, when it happens more than once on the same project, though, that's, that's where it's really frustrating. I'm surprised you guys don't hang out more. Because you guys are both he in is, Houston, right? So, yeah, so Houston is like... Um, Everything is a minimum of 30 minutes away, and he is about an hour and 15 minutes away, even though he's still in Houston. So, uh, and, and that's mainly because traffic and stuff like that. But in Houston, we've got three, actually now four different like rings that go around the city of Houston. And I could take the outer ring and like get to his house kind of thing. So it's, it's a far, it's a far way to get down there, but yeah, it would be good. We have, we have a Houston like maker group. Um, but we, we try to connect once a month or once a quarter, but we, I rarely get out there. But yeah, he's, a well, good you guy. both do awesome content. You guys could do awesome content together. Mm-hmm. You know, if we didn't live the video skills between both of them are absolutely amazing. You know, I, th- I really think we could do something like uh, Four Eyes, you know, how they have it, where they essentially yeah, shoot each other's content. I would love to do that. You know, get into it. We've talked about a couple different makers in the Houston group about getting a shop together and then just kind of doing that. So, I don't know. That may happen someday whenever I go full-time, but uh, just not not right now. So, so actually, speaking of... Show. Uh, yeah, I would, I actually, I've talked to a couple people, um, and am very interested in doing a reality show. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of that. Um, y'all but could yeah, fight in, over the last piece of walnut. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of painting <laughs> walnut, Bao painted walnut and it, he was like driving controversy, uh, over that. He had this uh, really amazing, uh, I think it was like a TV console or whatever. And he just, he's like creeping up on the walnut with a paintbrush and like real slow-mo. And you're like, no, he's not going to do it. And then he just paints it, starts painting it yellow. You're like, oh my God, he's doing it. So he like paints just a corner, like the corner. It's a design feature um, on the walnut that he's he's painting. It's pretty funny. Um, but speaking of, yeah, so that, going back to talking about brands, I think um, a, a brand that stands behind their product and provides good customer service, Surf Prep is, I think, takes takes the cake when it comes to uh, standing behind their product. I mean, you, you couldn't ask for a better family uh, run operation, but I would say that, um, you know, like... Even Merca, right? There, there was a uh, a woodworker, a friend of, of mine who lives in the Houston area who had a Merca sander, and um, after a few months of, of owning it, it it came apart. 
and he reached out to them and they're like, I'm sorry, it's not in warranty anymore. But a company wow. like Surf Prep, uh, you know, this, this actually, this person went over and is now using Surf Prep because, um, I mean, even after a year of using it, they will stand behind their product. And so that's another thing is that people are just super into getting into certain brands without necessarily knowing what's behind that brand. And I think that if you do that legwork in the beginning and establish that relationship, that that customer service is going to be there on the back end when you need it. So I'll say this, any, any major tool purchase, like, and I say major as in like pretty expensive. And I think a, a $500, $600 sander is an expensive purchase. To me it is. Yeah. I, I don't mm-hmm. know about you guys mm-hmm. or how you think. So I call a company and I just call them just to see what, if they answer or what they have, if I have a question, they can answer it and just kind of get a feel for them right like from the start. And surf prep, I had a question about the 116th or the 132nd uh, orbit. Just, you know, just trying to figure out the orbit of the sander, like which one does what best and so on. I got an answer and then I kind of knew that I could work with them or at least in the future if I had a question like they would be there to help it and they've been there ever since and they're not backing down at all they're just growing exponentially at this point yeah but even just listening to you guys talk about that company makes me want to like investigate that company I mean they're smart they're really smart the more that they support the community the more people will talk positively about them um Whereas the right. the opposite of that is the all the drama that just happened with the company a few mm-hmm. months ago, and it was nothing but, you know, maybe I shouldn't say the name of it or anything, but it was nothing but negativity online and and people actually, you know, saying f this company and it had right. Some, oh. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine the. I don't know how much so, that I, leaks out into the the general public who's who's going to buy that product or not but well, i think it's I, like like the election you know i mean people people took a stance on it right and then all of a sudden what it did is it it bolstered up support on both sides the problem is is it it became a divisive community over this one thing now there there's a guy that uh, that i follow and he's he's a friend of mine um but he is a hardcore supporter of that brand and in fact, like puts it in people's face. I will not, um, because of that divisiveness. Now, I I did some fun, you know, stuff. I I gave away my my finish to a friend and made a whole joke out of it and stuff like that. Um, you know, trying to keep it like lighthearted and stuff. But I won't like this guy's posts that have that in it um, because it's a putting it in your face kind of thing. And I, I just I don't. Yeah, and Pete, you just had you know a thing with, with going back to the Lego sorter. You know, I think if you're okay to talk about it, you know, where there was another oh, uh, content creator maker who made a product that was similar, and uh, people were saying, "Oh, you're stealing this idea," and we've kind of gone to this, uh, "You're stealing people's ideas," or "You're," you know, it's it's almost like become this divisive. Think it's not as community as it used to be. Am I wrong? It, it, no, I mean, I think it's more community on Instagram. I, I've seen some really negative stuff on like TikTok and Facebook. Mm. But um, personally, I mean, I think I didn't come up with the idea of like Lego sorting at all. 
like there's other products, there's other people who have come up with those ideas. Um, and then the, the un, un, unnecessary inventions did a really cool like vacuum attachment to the Lego sorting idea. And I thought it was awesome. I, I didn't think it was cool that he, he kind of snubbed Bob. I like to make stuff and there was another maker and he, he just said, Oh, that's really manual. I want to make something better. He could have like thrown us a bone and like mentioned us and say, Hey, these people have done cool ideas and, and now I'm doing a cool idea too. Um, but I think his design is awesome. I think it's really, really cool. But the other people who have seen that video first and come over and it's like, oh, you're stealing unnecessary inventions idea. It's like, th these aren't our ideas. We didn't come up with these ideas. They're, they've been around for a long time. So instead of, like, if you want to join the conversation about sorting Lego, like, come with more ideas and come with suggestions and don't just come in and want to create drama. So Bob was Bob was very supportive and posted you all on there on his on his video. I mean, like that was a that was a great uh, backlog, is what I'm trying to say, into your video and your product as well as his his change up to it. Yeah, yeah, Bob's been awesome. Like the the fact that he he mentioned a, a no name maker and in his video, and he's got millions of. I mean, that's really cool. That helps the community. That gives a lot of support. Like. I wish more, you know, bigger YouTuber and people would do that more often. But yeah, that's well, I, I had taken an idea that I saw. Um, I, it's a a cocktail smoker. I took that idea and I saw <laughs> Rod already he knows where I'm going with this. So I took that and I I mean, I flat out copied the, the same look of it. Right. I mean. It, there was one that's already out there. I made it. I thought, hey, I'm making this thing. You know, it's cool. Um, I put it out there. I immediately got heat from other people who were like, this is somebody else's idea or whatever. And I'm like, oh, a cocktail smoker? And now the design looked exactly like it, right? Because I, for me, I want to see, can I replicate this using my own methods and, and my own machinery and stuff like that? So that's really how that was, you know, born. It wasn't going to be the end-all, be-all design. I had some, you know, maybe other aspirations for it. Now, Rod, he took that idea and he made it like 10 times better. He had like this cocktail smoker that had a, uh, like a case and you could put the, the, the wood chips inside the, the little case and like it made it, like took that whole design and just made it better. And that was awesome. Like, I think I even reshared it or something. And I was like, you know, on your old account, that is. Um, <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's just like, take that idea, make it better. Just like you said, Pete, you know, take that idea, make it better and help the community. And, and, you know, I think that's what it's all about. Now there are people who like, yeah. Yeah. don't share their ideas or whatever. And they, I, to me, that's just like, you know, if, if there's a certain way that you do things that can help somebody else out, um, to me, that's what the community is all about. And, uh, you know, I don't care if, if somebody wants to know what paint dauber I'm using, great. I, I'll send you a link to it. You know, it'll be an affiliate link so I can get a little something out of it, you know? Um, but it's going to be a link nonetheless. Right. And so I love that about the Instagram community and, and I'm not really into TikTok. I'm on it, but I'm not into it. But I mean, Rod, like you took that design and you, you made it better. And, and I think that's actually kind of, your thing, you you take ideas, you make them better. Pete, you do the same thing. I mean, I think we all kind of do that. 
Yeah, I think I think that's just the signature of a maker. I mean, when you posted that, I remember seeing it and um, just the learning process, like you said. You know, you want to try it with your own techniques and your own methods and figure it out because that's a big part of the inspiration, figuring stuff out and seeing what you can come up with. And I think the timing was kind of kind of interesting because I was making these um, keepsake boxes that basically were the container you saw oh, yeah. that had the, the top, had the top. So oh. it, it was kind of a, a, a natural evolution to just put a hole in the top and turn it into a drink smoker. That's so things smart. like that are, are yeah. cool because – that's that's how we all learn. You know, you go to YouTube and you, you see somebody do something. It may not be specifically what you want to do, but you use it for something else. And that's how the whole community grows. You know, yeah. you figure something out and then you apply it to something else. That's, that's what I love about the whole process, the learning process. Right. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. You can find Pete on Instagram at Pete squared 23. Trey is at handcrafted underscore by underscore Trey. Rod is at The Mountain Makers, and I am at Voltner Woodworking. All of our links will be posted in the show notes. Come back next week and hear the four of us talk about a topic any busy content creator can relate to, and that is balancing priorities. In this world, there are so many competing priorities with family and work. We've all decided to push forward on content creation. Come back next week to hear how each of us works our side hustle into our busy lives. It's going to be another great episode, so you won't want to miss it. Please take a moment to give us a review of this podcast or send some ideas for future episodes by sending a DM to me on Instagram at the Maker Lounge Podcast or send an email to makerloungepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and we'll catch you in next week's episode.